Josh Haston here, Israel Uncensored, on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. It is Monday, the 15th of January, 2024, the 5th of Shvat, 5784, coming to you from Jerusalem, the eternal capital of the state of Israel and the Jewish people. Hope you're well, hope you're safe in your part of the world. The war continues down in Aza, and just yesterday we marked 100 days since the beginning of the war following the Hamas October 7th massacre. We continue to pray for the well-being of our soldiers, our brave men and women who are fighting against this evil, which is Hamas down in Aza, and all those who support them, let's be clear, and there are plenty of those who support Hamas down in Aza, so-called civilians. I'm curious to know how many civilians there actually are in Aza. But uh, a lot of support Hamas is getting, and we're going to talk a little later about some of those who've had enough of Hamas, some of those so-called civilians who want to see them go once and for all. We'll get to that as well. But first, let's start here with the top story from JNS News. The IDF has eliminated more than 9,000 Arab terrorists in the Gaza Strip during its ground offensive against Hamas, the military said yesterday. On Sunday, the IDF has also eliminated two out of Hamas's five brigade-level commanders, in addition, 19 battalion-level commanders, and 50 50 company commanders were killed. So 9,000 Hamas uh, terrorists dead. Um, There's an estimate here that Hamas actually has 30,000, or had 30,000. So um, 9,000 bad guys dead. And, and this is just the start, if that is the case, if these numbers are accurate. If we're talking about eliminating Hamas, then we still have a lot of work ahead of us. And I'm not a military man. So when I hear about troops gradually being pulled out of Gaza, I'm not exactly sure why that's happening. If there's still 21,000 terrorists who need to be killed, and of course, Hamas leaders who need to be killed, who need to be killed as well. And let me be clear here: if we are talking about IDF troops fighting, fighting Hamas, so that Mahmoud Abbas and the PA will take over, which is what the Biden administration wants, then I would say pull out all the troops now. No exchanging Hamas for Abbas. But if we're going to win this war, it has to be full steam ahead. Again, I pray for all the soldiers. Please, God, let them all return home safely. But first, they have to destroy Hamas. So it's a good start, but there's a long way to go. But there's just this feeling in the air that things are changing, things are winding down in terms of our battle down south. We have to talk about the north as well, which we will in a second. But we have a long way to go. It's a great start. Long, long way to go. It seems. Unfortunately, it's going to take more and more time. And I just don't want Israel to give in to any outside pressures. We have to do what we have to do and rid humanity of the evil, which is Hamas. Uh, Speaking of the North, very sad to hear that two Israelis, a mother and son, 76-year-old Mira Ayalon, her son Barak Ayalon, were killed on Sunday as they were eating breakfast. That was their only crime, being Jewish and eating breakfast. They were killed by two anti-tank missiles fired from Lebanon by Hezbollah, who took responsibility for the attack 
in the community of Moshav Yuval, that's in the Upper Galilee. Uh, Barak Ayalon was a member of the community's civilian emergency response team. According to the IDF, the attack on the community of Yuval was one of several on northern communities throughout the day on Sunday. Uh, Israel Air Force fighter jets struck Hezbollah terrorist infrastructure and military targets in response. Hezbollah, of course, has been waging a low-intensity cross-border conflict with Israel in support of Hamas since October the 7th. So is it a war? Is it not a war? These daily missile and rocket attacks and drone strikes, we're not calling it a war, but they are shooting rockets and missiles at our soldiers, at our civilians in the north. At some point, we're going to have to decide what our plan is for northern Israel. Of course, there are rumors out there that once we finish with Hamas, we'll have to turn our full attention to Hezbollah. But we have thousands of Israelis who have been evacuated from their homes in the north. Hezbollah continues to attack us on a daily basis, and something has to give. And of course, where is the UN in all of this? Nowhere to be found, nowhere to be seen, as they are supposed to enforce the quiet per their mandate following the Second Lebanon War of 2006. But the UN is a joke. Whether in the north, whether in Aza, Gaza, or in Jerusalem, they are one big Jew-hating joke that is not funny. But that's the reality. That's the United Nations uh, for us. And speaking of the UN, the UN Security Council spent Friday afternoon attempting to tackle a widening crisis in the Middle East here, reported by JNS. With the Israel-Hamas war at 100 days, Algeria was granted a briefing on Friday following its request for the council to meet over what it calls the threat of forced displacement of Gazans by Israel. That is where the, where the world seems to be focused on, on right now. Not on getting back the Israeli hostages, not on Hamas, but the so-called forced displacement of Gaza, uh, of Gazans, rather. Israel's UN envoy chided the Security Council for its relentless focus on Israel's effort to dismantle Hamas's terror regime in Gaza. Ambassador Gilad Erdan noted actual displacements taking place somewhere else in the world, which the UN Security Council, of course, has been ignoring. Uh, Erdan said, quote, As we speak, there are over one million Muslims being forcibly removed from their homes, all of their possessions taken from them as they face poverty, famine, and disease. No, I'm not talking about Gaza, about Pakistan. I didn't even realize this. Pakistan's forced displacement of 1.3 million Afghans. That's what is going on right now, and everyone is quiet. Uh, Erdogan claimed if blame for controversial actions cannot be laid at the feet of the Jews, the council apparently doesn't feel it's worthy of their time. And that is true. No Jews, no news. Israel held to a different standard at the UN. Nothing new there, but that's what you call anti-Semitism, when you hold the one and only Jewish state to a different standard. And I have, I've had enough talking about the UN. It's, they honestly make me nauseous, whether it's UNRWA or any of these other UN branches and um, not fulfilling any of their mandates to bring peace to the world, but rather siding against the one and only Jewish state time and time again. Uh, other terrorism news, Israel National News uh, reported that yesterday there was a vehicle containing two terrorists, um, carrying two terrorists on Sunday. This was in Gush Etzion, actually, where I live. 
they broke through a checkpoint near the community of Meitzad, that's in eastern Gush Etzion. They were on their way to carry out a terrorist attack, and thank God, soldiers there and locals were very alert as to what was going on, and uh, an IDF force was in the area. Actually, residents who live in eastern Gush Etzion uh, currently serving in reserve duty in the IDF. They eliminated these two terrorists who were on their way to a, a, a local farm in the area to, um, in order to perpetrate a terrorist attack. Thank God the soldiers took out these two bad people, these two terrorists, in their vehicle as they broke through this uh, checkpoint. Um, just some more of the daily terrorism in Judea and Samaria. Uh, you know, Arabs uh, living under the PA. Their attempts to murder Jews, nothing new here. Um, and again, thank God in this case, quick work of the local soldiers who liquidated the threat. At the same time, reservists from the Duv Devan commando unit, along with border police, uh, last night arrested... Um, about, I think it's 13, uh, nine rather, wanted terrorists in the Shechem area, um, including some of those affiliated with the Hamas terrorist organization. Uh, switching gears here to sports, we're going right to sports here, um, not necessarily uh, in regard to what happened on a field or on a court uh, of any kind, but this from the Jerusalem Post, Israeli soccer player Sagiv Yecheskel, who plays for a Turkish club. Uh, I can't even pronounce the name of this Turkish team, but regardless, he plays in Turkey. Okay, He scores a goal. Uh, this actually was last night, Sunday night. He scored a goal for his Turkish team, uh, and then he dedicated the goal to the Israeli hostages in Gaza. I think he was wearing something on his on his arm, which he showed the crowd and showed the TV, the TV audience. He had the number uh, 100, I think 101, has 101 days on his arm. So what happened? What did the uh, Turkish government do? They got involved in sports. The dedication led to the Turkish Minister of Justice announcing that he was going to prosecute the Israeli soccer player. The, the government of Turkey opened an investigation the player, Yecheskel, was uh, detained, arrested, questioned. And according to reports from Turkey this morning, he has been released by, uh, he is released by the Turkish court and he is going to be deported from the country. So it looks like the soccer player is going to have to come back and find a new team, whether here in Israel or in a different country. But that is, that is Turkey for you, arresting a sports player for showing his, an Israeli sports player for showing um, his uh, his desire for 100-plus Israeli hostages being held captive in Gaza to be freed. So Turkey is not our friend. Let's start by saying that. And we've seen these gestures over the years and the trying, the attempts to rebuild relations between the Israeli government and the government in Turkey. But these guys hate us from their leadership all the way down. We have to understand this. They are in the orbit of Iran and of Hamas, and now they're taking it out on our sports players. And remember, sports, they're supposed to be free of politics and whatnot. But if we've learned anything from the 1972 Munich massacre, sports are not free from politics and not free from violence. 
against the Jews. Okay, he thought that sports was a parv outlet where it's all about the game and it's not all about the game when it comes to the Jewish people or the state of Israel. So we wish this um, Israeli soccer player or football, as it's called in some places, Sagiv Yechesko, we wish him all the best and let him go home to Israel and maybe he'll be picked up by a local team. And uh, to the Turks and the Turkish government, uh, shame on you for uh, for bringing politics into sports. But again, as I said, they are not our friends, and uh, we have to realize this. Uh, the Jerusalem Post reported, we're talking about the war now, again, talking about the war in Gaza. The United States, the Biden administration, they are urging Israel to tone down a bit. Come on, guys. Come on, Israel. Just tone down the war in Gaza. It's getting to be out of control. It's too much, right? Um, absolutely ridiculous. You had U.S. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby on CBS's Face the Nation on Sunday, urging Israel to tone it down, right? As Prime Minister Netanyahu pledged that the IDF would continue until the war, continue the war until Hamas was defeated. Kirby said, Hamas, yeah, Hamas is a viable threat. Israel has every right and responsibility to go after them. But he said what needs to happen next is more targeted, more precise raids, less airstrikes. Come on, guys. Just tone it down a little bit. It's an election year. The Democrats need to do well. They need to win this election. And really, that's what he's saying. No other country in the world fighting a defensive war, a survival against a murderous regime, terrorist regime, would be asked to tone it down. Imagine Israel after 9-11 telling the U.S. just to tone it down a little bit against Al-Qaeda or having uh, Israel tell the U.S. and the allies there to tone it down against ISIS, ISIS for whatever reason whatsoever. Of course not. That would never happen. Yes, there are different phases of war, but that's for the IDF, our military leaders, to decide, not another government, and certainly not for political purposes. And that's what we're talking about here. The U.S. calling for more precise raids. So the U.S. essentially is saying, the lives of our soldiers are less important than the so-called civilians in Gaza, in Gaza. And I say, no, our soldiers come first. Our soldiers' lives come before the lives of our enemies' so-called civilians. And I can't, again, I keep saying so-called civilians because who really is a civilian in, in, Gaza, in Gaza? So that is a bad policy. We should not give in to that. Our soldiers' lives should be first. 100%. And again, uh, talking about the civilians or so-called civilians in Aza, the Jerusalem Post and many others reported yesterday they released a recorded phone call between IDF officers and residents of Gaza who were ripping Hamas. They were ripping their leadership. Recordings, again, published by the IDF on Sunday in this particular conversation which took place between residents of Aza and officers of the 504 Intelligence Division. You hear the people of Gaza saying uh, to Israel, tell your leaders um, that the uh, Hamas leadership abroad, outside of what they call Palestine, um, excuse my language here, Again, this is, these are the people of Aza speaking in this recording, uh, the, talking to their leaders via Israel. They're saying, screw them, 
kill them, one Gazan was saying. I'm telling you in the name of our nation, I'm sitting alone, I'm screwed, everything's destroyed. They're all abroad, sitting around in hotels. F them up. That's his words. Curse their fathers. They are sitting around in these hotel rooms. Uh, Listen to what the people around me are saying. May Allah protect us. Allah will curse them. Allah will curse them and those that voted for them. They destroyed us, pushed us 100 years into the past. May Allah bring disaster upon them. Our people are their hostages. Those dogs are taking advantage of their power over us. So, yes, uh, Israel, I agree with here with them, with these Azans here. Israel should take out Hamas leaders outside of the country. At the same time, we should be encouraging Gazans who have... We have the ability to take out their leaders themselves in Aza. We should help them, those who truly want Hamas gone, we should help them fight back somehow. Maybe somehow these people can return our captives as well. I've always said, way before October the 7th, that we have to make life in Gaza so miserable that the people turn against their leaders, against Hamas. That is a smart strategy. And keep publicizing more and more of these recordings. Those who want Hamas gone, do whatever we can to empower them to take out their leaders. And who knows, maybe bring back our hostages. Again, I remember, I think it was a week ago or two weeks ago, we talked about there was a Hamula or a clan of Hamas, uh, of rather of Azans who were very set up, upset about Hamas uh, raiding the humanitarian aid. And there was a little boy who was shot by Hamas, a Gazan, an Arab in Gaza was shot by Hamas and his family, his Hamula, his clan said that they would do everything in their power to avenge his death. And again, I don't know what happened with that. I don't know if they went after Hamas in any way, but it is a smart strategy to have these individuals turn against Hamas. For those who've been listening to my podcast for years, again, I've said, turn off the water, turn off the electricity in Aza. Let the people realize, as these folks have done, that everything that happens there is because of Hamas. Let them turn against their leadership until Hamas is gone. And that might be a smart strategy to get back our hostages as well. Uh, something I don't understand. Um, our Minister of Defense, I don't understand this. You know, the definition of insanity, trying the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Defense Minister uh, Yoav Gallan calling on our government to take steps to strengthen, strengthen the Palestinian Authority. Those who are in control of 90, what is it, 95 or 98 percent of the Arabs in Judea and Samaria. The defense minister says transferring funds and allowing Palestinian so-called, I don't use that word, laborers into Israel are crucial to prevent what they call West Bank, Judea, and Samaria escalation. Defense Minister Yoav Gallant on Sunday warned uh, that Hamas is trying to incite violence in Judea and Samaria. They use the word West Bank. By the way, this is reported by Times of Israel. He said Israel must take steps to prevent an outbreak of terror by strengthening the PA. Uh, he advocated for dealing with the issues of labor and uh, laborers and money. Um, he talked about the proposals to allow PA laborers from Judea and Samaria back into pre-1967 Israel to work and to release the frozen tax funds that Israel collects from the PA. 
that's his position. And apparently uh, some of those in the war cabinet, namely Prime Minister Netanyahu, at this point are against the move of bolstering the PA. And this is, uh, excuse my French, this is absolute crap. We've been doing this for years. We've tried this before October 7th. Uh, the PA had a pay-to-slay program way before October the 7th. The terrorism existed for many, many years before, before October the 7th. The, the incitement in the textbooks and in the media and on social media to violence against Israel existed way before October the 7th. The PA are a bunch of terrorists in suits. Instead of bolstering the PA, let's get rid of the PA. They incite against Israel every day. Remember, originally the plan was you're, we're going to uh, arm the PA. We're going to give them weapons and training. They're the ones who are going to take care of Hamas. And we learned the hard way, way back uh, starting in the 90s, that that is never going to happen. So why, again, is Israel talking about, at least our defense minister talking about, once again, bolstering the PA? They attack us when we let them work in Israel proper. In the communities in Judean Samaria, they attack us when we don't let them work. Everything is an excuse. Terrorists in suits who are absolutely with Hamas. Hamas also reports that Hamas, uh, those who carried out October the 7th, are on the, the payroll of the PA, them and their families. They are not our friends. Can't we finally learn the PA, just like Hamas, must go once and for all? I disagree with our defense minister's assessment here that we need to start caving and paying off the PA to be quiet. I think it's a terrible failed policy. Anyway, that's pretty much going to do it for today's show. I mean, we could talk for hours about the war and the situation down south. Most importantly, may God continue to protect our soldiers and everyone out there should continue to pray for the soldiers of the IDF. May they fulfill and complete their mission and return home safely very, very soon. But, as I started the show off by saying, we still have a long way to go, it looks like, to completely disseminate, uh, rather wipe out, completely wipe out Hamas. Um, and that's going to do it for today. Shout out to uh, decimate. That's the word I was looking for, not disseminate, decimate Hamas. Shout out to Tabitha Epstein for everything she does behind the scenes. Ben Bresky, engineer extraordinaire. My name is Josh Haston. This has been another edition of Israel Uncensored on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. Get in touch with me during the week. Thank you for your emails. Josh at thelandofisrael.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Those are the ways you can get in touch with me. Coming to you from just outside the walls of the old city of Jerusalem, our eternal, indivisible, internal, eternal capital, Jerusalem. Praying to come home for 2,000 years. We're finally home and we're here to stay, folks. So everyone out there in the wonderful world of ours, be safe. Shalom, shalom from Jerusalem. Have a great week, everyone. And only good things, only good news. All the best.